From the east side to the west, this is From the Land, the Cleveland Sports and More podcast. I'm your host, Jason Gerber, and live from the land, it's Saturday night. Oh, <laughs> I just made that up. We are here a day early to talk smoking hot guardians, a tight NBA finals, a revolution in golf, and a grab bag of off-the-wall, off-the-field topics. I am joined tonight by two of the best ever. Co-host Phil Denko is here. Hey, Gerbs. Thanks for having me. You bet, buddy. Making a triumphant return. The man, the voice, the effervescent <laughs> joy, the basement, the ice man. Tommy Burke is back. It is great to be back. It's nice to see your faces. I haven't seen you since the last episode. This is great. We can end the episode right now. And it's yeah. already my favorite one in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is really good to have you back, Tommy. And let's not waste any time. Let's dive into our first segment. We'll stay at home and start with our Guardians week cap. Recapping the week for the Cleveland Guardians. It is probably time to start looking into that Guardians 2022 World Championship tattoo that you've both been thinking of. <laughs> Despite Mother Nature's continued assault on fun, the Guardians turned in another good week, taking two of three from the Rangers and two of the first three from the Las Vegas Athletics. The guards <laughs> didn't get the job done this afternoon, but still have a chance to close out the week with a win tomorrow against the athletics fun stats from this past week which one of these do you guys think is the funnest first one guards had a plus 10 run differential this week going into today's game during the week they got to two games over 500 for the first time since game 12 of the season and lastly the guards picked off a runner on second base for the first time since 1985 and i what? get that it's harder to pick a runner off of second base than first but the last time they did it, Ronald Reagan was the president. <laughs> Phil, which one of those is the funnest stat of the past week for the guards? Oh, man. The Gipper getting picked off a second base is the funnest <laughs> stat by far. <laughs> Ronald Reagan off. <laughs> well, who knows? Can you remember who they picked yeah. off in 1985? Yeah. Who's to say? <laughs> um, yeah, that's the funnest stat for sure. That sound, That's crazy to me quick math on that right like that's that's 30 37 years 37 years ago since we picked a runner off second, second base. base yeah ah it doesn't even make any sense but okay yeah that's that's, that's a pretty fun <laughs> stat it has nothing to do with how, how well they're playing uh but it's cool and it's fun so i'm going with that one <laughs> all right tommy how about you i would have to agree that is absurd that it's taken 37 years for us to pick a guy off second again i i, I find that very hard to believe but i guess you know it's probably on the internet, so it can't be wrong. <laughs> I, I read it in two different places oh, uh, just yeah. to make, because I didn't believe it. I'm like, this is impossible. Yeah. And there was, so I don't know, maybe we're all getting information from bad places. <laughs> I'll go with two games over 500, though, because uh, I've, I've been watching that every day. And I kind of see, see us kind of rolling and rolling. And we kind of sit there for a while. There are a game or two below. And it's nice to start making up some ground hopefully on the Twins and the White Sox. And so it's nice to be back over 500. I'm going with the run differential because I think that is kind of an underappreciated stat in figuring out whether a team is good and has a chance to like win games over the long haul this season. And 10 runs in a week is pretty good. Now they crapped all over it by losing by five today. So it's not <laughs> quite as fun as it was before today's game. But they have, I think, the fourth highest run differential in the American League. 
which I think is a good sign that this team can can hang around and really win games over the long haul for the season. I love it. We all picked a different one. That's a lot of fun. We are 50 plus games into the season and there is plenty of noise in the land that Andres Jimenez should be our everyday shortstop and bigger beard Ahmed Rosario should be leaving town in exchange for three fungos and a bucket of chewing gum. <laughs> Where do you stand? I disagree with that. I think Ahmed actually has been playing fairly well he's been hitting the ball hard he's gotten robbed a bunch of times especially that center fielder from texas i don't remember his name the dude's been making highlight real plays all season yeah that dude was amazing you know last week he made that one catch where he was like half his body was over the fence now my whole body went over a fence but it wasn't i don't think it was as high as the fence <laughs> that he went over and mine Phenomenal. was made of, and my and mine was made of mesh or whatever that stuff was but I'm, I'm betting that guy could probably slap the backboard when he does layups in basketball. He can, that guy can get up high. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> I would say that he, he needs to stick around. I, I would agree that Jimenez should probably be the, the shortstop. I don't know that we've gotten the greatest play from second base. I don't know that anybody from second base has been that much better than Ahmed. I mean, Ernie has been okay. Yeah. To me, it's definitely not time to be moving Ahmed. I mean, he over the last week, I think he's still batted around 300. He was over 300 for this week. Yeah. So, I mean, he's been hitting the ball hard. I think he's just gotten some bad luck along the way, getting robbed on some hits and home runs taken away. But he's, you know, he's still swinging and doing well. We don't need to lose any sticks in this lineup. Although it is surprising that we're, again, our run, run differential has been very solid. We all know Jimenez is the heir apparent at shortstop, but I don't think it has to be this season unless, unless Ahmed starts playing well enough to garner a trade for another starting piece we need at the big league level like we talked about we were looking for that corner outfield or something like that conveniently we've been filling of late with young talent and, and we might have those yeah yeah right so now yeah i don't think there's a huge rush to move ahmed out of here and put him and his over at short to create then a hole that we don't currently have at second right like berkey said like it's uh, you know it'd be one thing if if all of a sudden ernie clement or owen miller every time they're in the lineup like oh my gosh we got to put them at at second base and that's not that's not what's happening you know miller's over at first so i i think we're all right with our infield right now i'd keep rolling with it see how um rosario kind of evens out over the the next third of the season and then make a decision the other piece of it is oddly enough the nailer piece mm -hmm. i think keeping rosario at shortstop puts Jimenez at second, which allows you to put Miller at first and DH Naylor. Mm -hmm. And he has not looked good when he runs. He's swinging the bat great, and, you know, he is really important to that lineup. But he he just looks like his leg isn't 100% back yet. And so I think there's yeah. some benefit to if we keep Rosario and we keep Jimenez at second, then we don't have to play Naylor as often in the field. We're going to be up against another decision point when – Fran Mill comes back uh, whenever that's going to be, hopefully sooner rather than later. But I think that's a reason to keep it set the way we are. You know, I think the other thing, too, is that Jimenez is still really young, hasn't been through a full major league season. This gives him some more chances to get days off and get some rest during this part of the year that hopefully he's still fresh and playing the way he is now at the end of the season for a team that is legitimately, I think, still looking at a, a possible shot at the playoffs. So I don't see... Any reason to move Rosario just because Jimenez is probably better and will definitely be better in the future. So there's three votes for Bigger Beard Rosario staying in, on the team. No joke. I have completely forgot about Fran Mill. Yeah. Since he's been gone, I have completely <laughs> yeah. forgotten about him. You mentioned him, and I was like, holy crap, that's right. We still yeah, have Fran Mill. that guy? Yeah. 
Well, the way he was hitting, he was easy to forget. Yeah, and that's the thing is that's probably why they're not, you know, rushing him back. They got to get him healthy and hopefully get him swinging better. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what he needs to do is just go and go back to Arizona for like a week mm-hmm. and just take swings and like figure out whatever he was missing because he was pretty bad. But speaking of hitting, let's do hats for bats. Our look at hot hitters for the guards this week. This will be the baby guards edition. Rookie Oscar Gonzalez hit 481, 13 hits, four RBIs, and only three strikeouts this week. Next one, going, going Quan. Steve Quan bounced back from a tough May, hit 364 with eight hits, two walks, and only one strikeout this week. Andre Semenez, we already talked about him, hit 275 this week, six hits, one home run, six RBIs. Tommy, who gets your hat this week? I mean, it's easily Oscar. Oscar's been unreal. I mean, you got you to gotta watch this kid and wonder, how has this kid not been up here a long time ago? He's played like a guy that's been in, you know, been in the majors for, for years. And, you know, all of a sudden he's coming into his prime and he's really putting it together. This, this is a kid that, I mean, he's only been up for, I think, I think he's already up to like nine doubles. Mm-hmm. And he's only been up here for how long? I mean, the guy has 17 been 17 games or something yeah, like that? It's 16 unreal. Games. And he just looks more and more confident as he goes up there. He does not expect to make an out when he goes to the plate, which is just awesome to watch. And he's having a good time doing it. So, I mean, he's he's a fun guy to watch. He plays SpongeBob music when he goes to the plate, which, I mean, that would obviously pump me up. Um, <laughs> but Nothing makes know, me want so, to hit more than SpongeBob. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's definitely playing to the crowd and the kids in the crowd when he's doing that. But I guess it is like his favorite show or something. He is a kid. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's probably still watching it right now. You know, he's having a good time, and he's playing really well. So there's nothing, no reason not to be having fun when you're hitting the way he's heading. I'm going to go with uh, Oscar Gonzalez as well. I, I I heard on the radio today as I was listening to the game that he's now, he's now gotten a hit in uh, 15 of his first 16 Major League Baseball games, which is a baseball record. <laughs> so yeah. how about that? And there's games where, I mean, he went four for four. There's mm-hmm. games where he's getting two and three hits a game. Big hits, too. He's and getting That's what I was about hits. to say, like yeah. the timing of it. In the game that he went four for four, that's all well and good. But the way he let off that eighth really opened it up. It was four to four going into that inning, and, and he kept it rolling. And he's just been so much fun to watch at the plate, knowing that he's also a legitimate corner outfielder. Like, this is his natural position. We're not taking yeah. some infielder and putting him out there in right field. It's been great. I I listened to Tito talk about him after a game one time, and I thought it was funny. I'm hoping he has said this to more rookies than just Oscar Gonzalez, but he, when they came up, he said, Hey, listen, I don't want you to walk. Don't, don't take a walk, go up there, see how many, see how many good swings you could put on a ball. All right. We don't need you to walk. We need you to put the ball in play. And I think that's probably helpful for a young kid like that batting where he's at in the lineup to say, all right, listen, I'm not at the top of the order. I don't need to set the table here. I need to go up there and, and continue to put the bat on the ball as, as often as I can. Uh, and he's been doing it. He's hitting over 400. I'm sure that'll come down like Quan did, but still, <laughs> the, he just looks. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You're right. I don't know that. I he he just looks like he loves to hit at the major league level, and that's what we need in this lineup right now for sure. I'm going with OG as well. Two things kind of stick out to me. Number one, why did we spend so many years hearing about Bobby Bradley instead of this yeah. guy? You know, like I didn't have no idea we had this guy somewhere in the system on his way up. But we heard for years about how Bobby Bradley was going to be the next big power hitter for the team. And this guy is a guy we should have known about. And the other thing I wonder is, is because he's a really, really big dude. I mean, he's a big, solid guy. I've got to think that there are more power numbers coming for him. I don't think he's hit a home run yet. 
Uh, but I've just got to think that that's in the cards just because he's such a huge guy that, that that power has to be there somewhere. So playing fantastic and maybe there is even more to offer from his game on a regular basis. That's pretty exciting. So Oscar Gonzalez with a unanimous hat for bat for the week. Let's move on to our K Jewelers Mound Gems. Every K begins with K. Start with Zach Plesak, who had kind of a tough start for the year, but uh, pitched two good games this week. Total of 12 innings in his two appearances, 10 Ks, did give up five earned runs. Next one, Shane Bieber, what might have been. Pitched four innings in the rain delay shortened game earlier in the week. Only gave up three hits, no runs, struck out six in four innings. Last one, Emmanuel Classe, three appearances this week, two for two on saves, zero ERA, and four strikeouts. Who's getting your mound, Jim? I'm going to lean towards Bieber, although it's like with an asterisk, right? Because we, but you could tell watching that game, like, wow, this he's on today. He was on. This is yeah. one, yeah. This is one of those games he's going to go seven at least and probably have 12 to 14 Ks, you know, as we got there. And it, it's unfortunate that the, the weather chased him off the mound. And, you know, the team came back out two and a half hours later and picked up where they left off. But I thought Bieber looked good. We need him to really go out there and look like our ace. He's starting to do that these last few starts. Um, the velocity still isn't there, but I don't know that it needs to be necessarily. If, if he's got these guys guessing like, like he showed us over these last couple starts, I guess it doesn't matter if he's topping out at 92 or 93. It's all the other, the complimentary pitches that are, that are getting these guys out. So uh, I'll give it to Bieber for the week. Yeah, I was, I was actually worried on, I can't remember if that was Tuesday night, uh, which night it was, but when, yeah, when Bieber had to go out after four and a third, and I'm like, we're going to have a wasted start from Bieber. They're going to yeah. end up canceling this thing because we couldn't get two more outs. Yep. And you could tell how pissed off he was when he was walking up because he, oh, yeah. he was done for the night. So that would have really sucked. To, to end up losing a start from him and then having to restart that game. So thank God we were able to come back and come back out and shut him out. Is it okay that I don't like any of those choices? I had none of those guys in mind, actually. Okay. I Who guess if I have it? to choose one. Go ahead. You, you can no, do you a mound gem no. to anyone this, you want. This is America, yeah. Tom. There yeah. was an Give episode where Gerber gave it to want. no one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a like, apparently we can do that. I actually think uh, I'm looking at the bullpen, and I think, well, and unfortunately the two guys that I was loving struggled today. Yeah, it I was, was Morgan, say, Morgan Morgan giving was up, up yeah. the grand mm -hmm. slam, and then Hentges comes out and gives up two solo shots. Both those yeah. guys have been lights out the last, you know, yeah. over the whole week. Morgan gave us a good time after um, some good innings uh, after Bieber had to after go out. Bieber, yeah, you know, I think those guys have been really solid. And of course, I was thinking about them today, and then I'm I'm like, oh, here they here they come in, and uh, yeah. Morgan gives up the granny, and then uh, Hentges has to go ahead and give two solo shots. But those guys have been really solid out of the bullpen. I'm going to give mine to Class A uh, just because he is like my favorite pitcher on the team. I love that he always has like no earned runs that he gives up every week and he's striking dudes out two for two on saves last week. So Class A gets my mound gem. But enough about last week. Let's move on to next week. They close out the series with the A's tomorrow with baseball brunch and an 1135 a.m. start to the game which yeah, is just yeah. bizarre. Then the Guardians will head to the Sunshine State for three against the Rockies, closing out the week in L.A. against the extra expensive <laughs> Dodgers. <laughs> the Dodgers payroll compared to the Guardians, $260 million to $68 million. Did you know that from a payroll perspective, you can fit almost four Guardians into a single Dodger? <laughs> so what do you I think? Know now. Can the guards make up the $192 million payroll difference with Moxie? 
is is moxie a new player for us is he gonna is <laughs> no, he, no 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 the dude can mash yeah i hope so <laughs> he's gonna be raking all over uh la i don't know that moxie will make up for it but i do feel that the guardians can go in there and get one of the three i think one out of three would be great i feel like we've got got some swag going on right now i feel like we're playing pretty well today really sucked because they had some great momentum after they you know they were down early yep um had a nice lead going and i literally walked away for like five minutes and i came back and it was seven to five and i'm like what in the hell just happened yeah but i so that it would have been nice to keep that going and maybe even sweep the a's obviously one out of three you, you wouldn't be that upset but i i, I don't be, know i i'll be happy I, yeah <laughs> right yeah let's be happy not to be swept yeah i'll probably just agree and go one out of three but uh you know with our pitching and everything who knows you never know i mean i think what we hopefully get to see is that they can play with anybody, you know? And so if they can take one of the three games, but they're in all of them and the pitching shows up and the hitting keeps doing what it's doing, that would be a successful run against a really good, really stacked Dodgers team. With that, we're going to close out our first segment. We'll take our first break. We'll come back, hit the road, talk NBA finals, golf, and of course the USFL. Welcome back, fellas, to segment two. We'll head out on the road and start with the NBA Finals. And I think we're almost done talking about the NBA playoffs. We're getting really, really close after the last nine and a half weeks or whatever it's been. But the NBA Finals between the Celtics and the Warriors currently tied at two and two, headed back to Cali. Are you surprised the Celtics are competitive when they may be the worst ball handling team ever? The Celtics have had 12, 18, 16, and 16 turnovers in games one through four of the finals. That's a lot. You know, we talked about this last week. I'm not surprised that this series is 2-2 and the Celtics are competitive because I feel like this year's NBA playoffs, there's no no momentum. It's it's Each game is its own animal, and they go out there, and if, if a team like Golden State, you know, if they don't have Steph Curry go off like he did the other night, these other guys aren't really holding up their end of the bargain. Boston's a deeper team. Boston's going to win the game the way they've been playing or get blown out like they did the one night. So it's like, it's so unpredictable. So I'm not surprised. I think if that continues, that may not bode well for the the guys in green as they go to try to get, you know, one of the next two games out in Cali, right? They have to. I don't have a ton to add when it comes to the NBA. I did watch <laughs> some of it. The NBA? Boston is just... You watched some of the NBA? I watched some of the NBA throughout the year, <laughs> mainly the Cavs. But I did watch um, some of these playoffs. Boston's just scrappy. I mean, that's just how they get it done. They get it done with defense. They're just not afraid to play the Golden State Warriors. It doesn't matter to them that they have no, zero guys that have any finals experience whatsoever. They're just going, Jalen Brown has been unbelievable. That dude is just a stud. But they're just, you know, guys like Marcus Smart. Like, I never thought Marcus Smart was going to be a guy that even made it in the NBA, and this guy has been hanging around forever and is getting better, actually, with each year. He couldn't shoot for shit when he first joined the NBA. You know, now he's even putting that part of his game together. So, and obviously, he was always a good defensive player. But, I mean, it's just, you know, you have guys like Al Horford and, and Marcus Smart. Those are guys they are just not going to back down, and, you know, they're going to keep keep coming at you. And even when they get down a little bit, they keep coming. And, you know, like Phil said, there was the blowout the one night, but that seems to happen in every playoff series. There's going to be one night where a team just 
it's just not going to happen. But I mean, they got to be feeling pretty good too. Too, they were, I'm sure they were feeling really, really good when they stole one in Golden State. Probably when they were up two one as well. Yes, at home right. with a game at home, right? Like that was <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. that was the big momentum. If there was going to be momentum, that would have been it. And here yeah. we are, two two, no momentum. Yeah. So now back to two two. You know, they got to be down a little bit, but uh, you know, they've proven they can they can win out there. It didn't bother them, so they you know they can get a win out there. It surprises me that they've gotten to where they are with this big a problem consistently in their game like that's just turning the ball over and kind of sometimes just like these silly passes that don't look they're going to anybody how do you make a legit run and have a legit chance of winning the nba title if you're averaging something like 15 turnovers a game that surprises me. i'm not surprised that the series is tied i'm not surprised the celtics are in it i actually think the celtics are better than the Warriors, but I am surprised by the fact that they can turn the ball over that much and still stay in these games. Tell me, Tommy, what's more fun? Watching Steph flop around but not get calls anymore or watching sad Steph, Draymond, and Clay on the bench when the team is down 16 with a minute left in the game? I love watching all of that. Um, that is <laughs> you gotta must see TV. Um, that's all must see TV because I hate all of them. <laughs> But I guess let's go with a three on the bench because it includes Draymond, who may be my most hated human being uh, in the NBA. Um, and so to see them sitting there crying with their towels over their heads and yeah. uh, just not having a good time, that's that's fun to watch. I like that. It's been so long since the Iceman has joined us on the podcast that I remember the days when he used to love everybody. And now it's nothing. <laughs> it's nothing but hatred. <laughs> but I, I get it. He was it's the trying to love everybody. And I guess maybe yeah. it didn't take. Yeah. yeah, right. It was one of those <laughs> New Year's resolutions yeah. that just yeah. didn't stick. Right. Yeah. I, I, was, I was drinking a lot that, that night when I said I loved everybody. <laughs> the push-ups lasted much longer than the love, and that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I like the visual of the of those three guys on the bench, towels over their heads, hand, uh, heads in their hands, a la Ben Roethlisberger kind of thing. Um, and they just know that they're they're done. I, I would love to see a little bit more of that here in the in the next few games. That's my favorite too. Although I I do think you're starting to see a shift where uh, Steph doesn't quite get the calls that he used to. He'll shoot a three and then like flop into somebody. Mm -hmm. uh, he doesn't get that call anymore, and that makes me happy, but not as happy as watching them just sit with these long faces as another game gets away from them. The story of game four when the Warriors won was uh, Curry for sure. 40 points, 10 rebounds. Just outstanding from beginning to end of that game. Do the Warriors need that from him every single night to win this series? Uh, I think so, or something similar. I, I think they're getting so little out of clay and draymond that if if someone like a jordan pool or a, or, or wiggins doesn't step up and have a big game it's on steph curry he's got to drop 30 to 40 points to keep that team in it in a, in a very different way because he has a completely different game it, it's those lebron james led Cavs teams that didn't have anyone around him yep. that you know if, if he didn't score 30 to 40 they weren't even in the game and that's kind of what we're looking at here with steph i think that's the way the series is going to go uh, unless all of a sudden clay gets his shot down i don't know but they're getting so little out of those two guys that that steph's got to make up the difference uh at least that's how it's been going so far yeah if steph's not going to give them you know 35 to 40 points it's got to be one of those nights where Clay is hitting like eight three pointers, and mm -hmm. you know he just goes off. Because I mean, Draymond to me is just a complete waste. I mean, he can be taken out of the game 
pretty easily, especially offensively. Offensively, yeah. yeah he's, I mean, he's he's a dud a non-factor at this point. Yep. You know, I'm surprised by how how good Wiggins has gotten because you know for a while there he was kind of moving from team to team and, and really wasn't doing that much. And he's kind of you know he's definitely developed and grown up, so he's been good for him. But I don't think that those role players match up with the role players that Boston has. I think I think the guys around you know around Jalen and around uh, Tatum they contribute enough to where you know you you have to have Steph or you know somebody just go off. And, and like I said, score the 35 to 40. One of them has to either Clay or Steph, or they're going to be in trouble. I think they need him to do it. And I, and I like your comparison, Phil, to LeBron. Because I think it was at that 16 series when the Cavs won that LeBron led every player in the series in all five major offensive categories or something like yep. that. I mean, yep. that's just what you need sometimes. Uh, and I think that they need it from steph and i don't know if he's ready to deliver at that level every single game you know like they were saying before they got to game four like his shooting percentage in in the fourth quarter of games one through three was just terrible and i almost kind of feels like God, this guy's getting worn down trying to carry everything and can't do it uh maybe he pulled it out in game four but can he do that three more times tough to say Plenty of basketball left, but I think we definitely are, you know, finally a light at the end of the tunnel about having to talk about the NBA. Tom, you should come back in like two weeks. We won't have anything <laughs> yeah, NBA related to talk about. Oh, I thought the season starts in two weeks. About the draft. No, no, no. It's like six weeks. Find out yeah, who the Cavs the are going to draft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought we roll right into the next season. We're going to not roll right into the next season, but we are going to roll right into some more golf talk. Uh, because we spent some time last week talking about the Live Golf Tour, and they had their first event of their new season this weekend, and there was still plenty of noise. During the week, Dustin Johnson and a handful of other players resigned from the PGA. Bryson DeChambeau and Patrick Reed joined the list late. PGA suspended everybody, and <laughs> the tournament went ahead in London as scheduled. For the first time, it looks like maybe, I don't know, is it possible that we're heading to a truly competitive option to the PGA? I just don't see it. I don't know. I don't know why. I just, I know they got big names, obviously getting DJ was huge and other guys to follow, but you know, Phil's getting older. He's hey, still fun to watch, but he's getting younger older. than you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's only months, <laughs> but you know, I mean, he's uh or Mickelson is getting yeah. older. I think it'll be interesting for a while. I think people are maybe just going to kind of watch it just because this is something new and it's interesting. But I think deep down, I mean, the, the PGA is what, you know, everybody grew up with. And, you know, obviously the history of the game is the PGA. I, I just don't see how this, and, and then they got these teams. It's just with these horrible logos and they're going to be pairing oh, yeah. or whatever, whatever it is. Gonna be We're going to get to or something. <laughs> oh, it's just, and the logos are just awful. Uh, I, I read an article where they said like uh, everybody's kid went home and drew some pictures and they just picked from those. Yeah. Um, kind of seemed that way. So I, I don't know. I just, I, I think that this is going to f eventually flop like all these football leagues. I'm going to disagree a little bit with this caveat. I, I think this will go as long as the money takes it because the money is the big deal here. Schwartzel won today and cleared $4 yeah. million, $4 million. That's, what, yeah. what did we decide? That was like twice as much as the winner of the Masters, you know? Yep. Like, that's ridiculous. So as long as the money is there, I think we could be looking at a competitor because 
there's going to be a lot more guys that just realize like, okay, this money's legit. I'm going to go chase this money. I don't know. I don't know how far the drop off is as they place, you, you know, like, you, you know, if you place fifth, you, you know, what, what is it? But it's still, but it's interesting that you chose fifth because I was reading um, before we got on tonight mm-hmm. that the fifth place winner at the PGA event in Canada this week is going to make like 300 grand. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fifth place player at the live event is going to make 900. Yeah, that's a big deal. So, I mean, even as you go a little bit further down the <laughs> line, the guy's making three times what he would have. If- you got the kicker with the tour, right? Where if your team wins, you split another $25 million. I, I think um, it's not actually that. Oh, that well, the I'm, information I'm, I had last week was no good. So the winning I'm, team this week split 3 million on top okay. of what they got individually. So, so still, my, my point is still the same though. As long as the money yeah. is there, yeah. I think you may see a competitor and you're going to start to see some names jump ship because they're looking at like, wait a minute, I can make more money in, I don't know what Dustin Johnson said. It was like a three-year deal or whatever he's going to play. He can make more money in three years than he has in four times that much on the PGA tour to in his career to this point. And they're going to start making the decisions based on that. I mean, it's now what's interesting the timing is going to be everything too, because right now the field isn't as strong as it would be if a bunch of people jump. Right. So now's the time to jump and, and, yeah. and win a couple tournaments and get your four mil for winning yeah. a tournament when you're, you know, you're competing against, uh, you know, what's his name? Uh, Chase Kepka. Kepka's brother. Yeah. Jermaine <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kepka. But I think the money's going to run this thing for sure. As long as it's there. Louis Ustazen, who I always make fun of, it was on the winning team this week so i don't even know how he finished individually but he's he's pulling down seven hundred and fifty thousand bucks for finishing just for being on the winning team plus one he finished 10th he probably made a million bucks this week yeah not bad not too shabby not not bad at all (laughs) for only three rounds it's one less round too yeah yeah, yeah. they get a day off tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) it's like a holiday weekend that that four-day work week experiment that's going (laughs) on right right (laughs) for pro golfers (laughs) it's probably too soon to say that it will be a truly competitive option but i don't think it's going anywhere and i think that golf is a sport where you could set up a a new rival league more easily than you can in football. Uh, I just think that the event isn't going to feel as dead as like a USFL game feels uh, on a golf course. Uh, And it's still like an individual thing and you're still watching guys make shots. And if the quality of play is good, which they've got enough good to decent guys out there, I think that the quality will be entertaining. I, I think that they're going to stick around for a while and, and they may draw some more of the PGA guys. And then you're going to see if they can get some more really big name, good current guys right now. You, you may see these guys really make a run with this thing. Anyway, the first event was won convincingly by Stinger Golf Club, won by 14 strokes over Crusher Golf Club. Uh, this event is billed as golf, but louder. Did anybody actually watch any of this? No, I don't even know. What, what is it on? I don't even know what the internet. That's it. That's it. <laughs> you had to the watch TV it on their deal, website. Yeah, the TV deal is is probably coming at some point. But yeah. No. All right. I tried to watch some of it today, but it started at nine in the morning. And by the time I was actually able to sit down at my computer and put it on, it was already over because they do a shotgun start where everybody starts everybody all at starts, once. Yeah. 
So you're not getting like the tea times like you would in a regular mm. event. So it's it's over in three hours. And so I missed the entire thing today uh, doing yard work. So I don't know. Whenever the next one comes up, I guess I'll check it out. As long as we're talking new sports, let's talk USFL. Uh, week nine. Generals beat the Panthers. Bandits play the Breakers tomorrow. Classic USFL rivalry. The Stars and the Maulers play in tomorrow's late game. Birkingham Stallions, your perfect season is over mm. upset this afternoon by the one and seven houston somebody's <laughs> yeah that loss was tough to take i uh this is the first i'm hearing about it but uh <laughs> did you know that they were undefeated coming into today's game no nah, i didn't actually it's good to get the loss out of the way i knew they were doing well the playoffs, but... right yeah get that loss yeah out i don't want to i don't want our guys being too cocky going into the playoffs <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right so you're you're in the camp of believing that losing this game now is going to be better for them once oh, the definitely. playoffs start i mean what else are we going to say we already lost the game we losing, well losing to the chiefs is the best thing the browns ever did yeah yeah <laughs> what a what a great take so denko the philly stars are plus 650 to win the title you taking that bet wow um yeah, why not, right? Like, yeah, I'll, I'll put $100 down to, to win that. Yeah, sure. Best of luck to all you guys. My uh, <laughs> Michigan Panthers, nowhere near making the playoffs. we got a decision to make on whether we can, Jeff Fisher. But, fellas, why don't we close out this segment here, take our final break, come back off the field, and talk about a whole bunch of stuff. Welcome back, fellas, to our final segment. We'll head off the field from the land grab bag. A bunch of topics <laughs> that have nothing to do with each other. I've just listed them out. And to be 100% honest, this is really me phoning in this final segment of the show because I just really didn't find anything that I really wanted to have a long conversation about. So I just decided I'd pull a bunch of stuff that I thought might be interesting short conversations. First one, video and social media tributes to departing athletes have gone too far. When they traded Yu Chang to the Pittsburgh Pirates for like for like thirty five grand, you know, like <laughs> like not a whole lot of money in Major League Baseball terms. Like the Guardians made this huge Instagram like social media post and push to thank Yu Chang for everything he had done for the organization. Like Briggs <laughs> did nothing for the organization. I remember early in the season. When they made their first trip to Houston, the first game, Miles Straw got like a video tribute in Houston. Miles Straw played less than 100 games for the Astros. Why, why is he getting a tribute? Like he didn't really do that much for the organization. So am I on something or on to something? Oh, you're definitely on to something. And I, I think it was uh, it was pretty funny too for a while there, for some reason on Bally Sports app, I'd go to pull up the game and Yu Chang had been gone for like, two weeks or something already and his picture was the one that would pop up to hit like watch now <laughs> and it was him like looking up in the air or something and i'm like how is he still on this app why was, why he, was he ever, ever on, on it app? yeah, right. yeah like, that's the other thing how do you not choose jose yeah. ramirez for that picture, right yeah right? exactly yeah. you know yeah. no, you change the face year? of the franchise <laughs> you yeah. yeah i didn't know about that video and um i i don't understand why that would happen and i also don't know why they did that in houston but uh i guess these video guys need something to do phil what should be the standard for an athlete to get a tribute huh. uh, a tribute i think the standard should be you have played the majority of your career for the franchise 
it's after the fact, right? So you've already played the majority of your career yeah. for that franchise. So, you know, as they're, as they're playing, like if the Mets come into Cleveland and Carrasco takes the mound, hell yeah, let's give him a tribute, right? Like that, that guy deserves Absolutely. it. Perfect yes. example, right? Yeah. yeah. Like that guy deserves it. Uh, you Chang and, you know, from the Guardians perspective and then uh, uh, Miles Straw from the Astros perspective, like, what are we doing? I feel like that's just unpaid interns. They're trying to give them shit to do and they're really good with social media, right? I would imagine. Yeah. So that's that's what they're doing. I mean, come on. Let's let's play the majority of your career with a team. Maybe just hold off the tribute to the guys that are actually like yeah. the best of the best. <laughs> you know, kind but of being disrespectful <laughs> to people who actually deserve tributes. When yeah, we give right? you Chang a tribute. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Most most people in the city should at least be able to recognize you if oh, you're like out that. of the town. I like that. And when most people would be like, Who are you talking about? That person probably shouldn't have a tribute video. Uh, the only caveat I would put on to the number of years as I was thinking about this is like if the Cavs wanted to do a tribute to J.R. Smith, I'd be okay with it. He didn't spend a lot of years with the Cavs, but he was on that championship team. He was a big part of that team, and he's kind of a character. Like, you know, he didn't wear a shirt for the entire summer after they won. <laughs> that would be the only thing. Otherwise, you got to play for at least like five or seven years before you leave and you get a tribute. Anyway, a couple of weeks ago, Johnny Depp and Amanda Heard wrapped up their trial. Phil, if you were a celebrity, would you dress like Johnny Depp? Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yes. Uh, it, when you have f you money, uh, you get to do whatever you want and just wrap some scarves around your neck, a couple rings on whatever. Absolutely. I would dress like Johnny Depp. If I was that level of celebrity, I would dress as captain Jack the whole time. <laughs> You're just going to stay in I pirate. Garb. Yeah. Doing. Arr, yeah. It's like Steve from dodgeball. Yeah. I'm just staying in characters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If I had all if I had all that money, I wouldn't give a shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that must be nice. All right. We never got a chance on this show to talk at all about Ray Liotta passing away. Other than the many saints of Newark, what's your favorite Ray Liotta movie or the favorite character that he played? Well, that's easy for me. That's Field of Dreams, uh, playing Shoeless Joe, even though he was a righty when Shoeless Joe was a lefty. I still look past that. <laughs> oh, man. How did they get that wrong? Like, that seems like a, a fact that's like right up in yeah. like... How do you, you mess that you up? Could, you could at least mirror it and like have him <laughs> yeah. like you know. But uh, yeah, they they did mess that up. But but he was awesome in that movie. And um, I, I mean, I just think the guy was great. I, I liked him in you know anything he was really in. But he was uh, he was awesome in that movie. Maybe they got away with it in in Field of Dreams because there was no internet when that came out, and so it wasn't super easy for everybody to like look it up. There's probably like unless you had his baseball card, you had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Like seven people knew he was a lefty. Yeah. <laughs> before the internet existed. <laughs> what about you, Phil? Man, I love baseball, but I got to go Goodfellas, man. Like I just his role in Goodfellas is iconic. When you watch that movie, the amount of years that transpire in his character's life and and the way he plays it, you know, from the the 60s, 70s and 80s, early 80s, right? Like he just does an awesome job. Not only a great movie, but I think easily his greatest role. I would have gone with Goodfellas too. And I guess my follow-up would be, is there a is there a third role that gets up there? Because I think those two are the, the the two obvious choices. The Field of Dreams and Goodfellas are the ones I'm sure that he's most well known for. I just wonder if there's anything else that comes close. Like he was in he was in Copland, that movie mm. with uh with yeah, he Stallone. Was good in that. yeah, he was good in that. 
he like was in an argument with a guy and pushed him up against a wall and then held him there by sticking a dart up his nose. That was <laughs> yeah. fantastic. Nice. That's yeah. a good move. If you ever need to use it yeah. in a bar. I don't know if there's anything else besides besides those. He was also in that commercial for uh, that stuff to quit smoking. <laughs> Uh, Chantix? Thought, it was yeah. Chantix. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I new sponsor. It, I thought it was uh, very well done. Um, <laughs> oh, I, see, it, it's so good to have you made, back, Berkey. Yeah. Yeah. It made me want to quit smoking, and I'm not even a smoker. So uh, I still went that out and got acting. It. Yeah. yeah. Like I acted so well, I still went out and got Chantix. Even though you don't smoke. No. <laughs> Why not? Oh. Guy sold me. But again, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I can go buy myself some Chantix if I want to. <laughs> yeah. I'll take whatever I want. Besides the Chantix commercial, I can't think of another thing that, <laughs> All would, right. that I, would get him out there. I just checked the supercomputer, and a lot of his movies, the, the list is is like a Nicolas Cage list, right? Like, holy shit. Like, there's just yeah. a lot. He's like bit rolls on a lot of things. However, in 2012, he was in an hour and 46-minute movie crime thriller called The Iceman. Oh, and how we oh, have not right. seen yeah, this. How do I not I have that? no idea. <laughs> that is outstanding. Losing Ray Liotta sucks, man. That guy has always it been does. great in those those two roles, man. I mean, Goodfellas and mm. Field of Dreams, absolutely iconic. You know, movie pantheon for sure. Let's try to take it a little bit closer to home. We haven't done this in a while, but how about a From the Land community report? Seven Hills, Ohio. Police were dispatched to the area around East Ridgewood Drive regarding solicitors riding electric hoverboards. An arriving officer located one fast-moving salesman who was aware of the city's do-not-knock list. Another officer located four more salespeople for the company. The first salesman asked if it was okay that he was the only one being cited for a lack of a solicitor's license. The officer agreed and gave the others warnings. So if everybody who appears on this show got caught committing a crime at the exact same time, who should take the fall? Phil? No. Oh, I thought you were calling me out. To like... <laughs> Phil, go ahead. Take it. <laughs> Clearly, we're going to pick somebody who's not on tonight, but go yeah. ahead. Yeah. yeah. Who should take the fall? I don't know. I, 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 you know what? I hate to say this, Gerbs. I think you should because I think you're going to get yourself off. <laughs> Yeah, you probably have good, the, the best point. working Bullshit. knowledge the best yeah. working knowledge of the legal system is is going to help you out there did you say they were on electric hovercrafts what yes. hoverboards yeah was michael j fox there yeah and and well i'm sure it's those things with like the you guys know what the hoverboards are yeah the, the yeah, wheel yeah. in the middle of it yeah, right yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. now they're they're cruising around on these That's things and, and going door to door to sell whatever they're selling yeah that's what's happening without a license without a license phil that's the yeah. point of the story oh man that's what the hell happened to capitalism god damn it (laughs) why can't you just sell your wares as quickly as you can getting in the way man (laughs) definitely one of the worst crimes i've heard of going on right now (laughs) i'll wait till the next one yeah uh probably miller because i mean he's probably gonna be locked up soon anyways for something else right so uh let's just throw miller under the bus i agree and he's not here that sounds good yeah and he's not here to defend himself i like it we've done a lot of stuff to you tom while you're not here so it's only yes i know we are the worst to go to camp i am well aware of that (laughs) yeah sounds pretty good all right next one avon lake police were dispatched for an assault complaint the suspect had fled before police arrived the victim was treated for a wound to his nose. Should the city of Avon Lake be doing more to protect noses? 
I don't think they should have even gone out on this call. It's wasting too much gas. <laughs> Maybe they yes, were on five electric hoverboards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If they're going out on segways, okay. But if they're driving out there, gas is 509 a gallon. Somebody just wrap that nose up and let's move on. <laughs> Phil, what do you think? What, what do you recommend as the medical director for the show? Ways you can protect your nose from assaults? I think perhaps this was an homage to Ray Liotta's character in the one movie where he shoved a dart up someone's nose. So yeah. let's just let that, let, the, let that one slide. I mean, it's it, yeah. everyone grieves in a different way. <laughs> Glad the guy got away then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. We hear a lot in the news about the challenges that may come in the coming decades from China as a growing world power. And I don't want to veer into politics too much or at all, but I don't think people are paying enough attention to the Brits. The British Empire may be making a comeback. Based on some accomplishments that I found in my research today, I'd like you guys to tell me which of these would concern you the most about the Brits returning to power. British man Steve Keeler deadlifted 285 pounds <laughs> with one finger. What? A new Whoa. Guinness World Record. Next one. A British woman, Victoria Evans, rode solo across the Atlantic Ocean in 40 days, 21 hours, and one minute. A new Guinness record. Last one. British man Oliver Miles set a new Guinness record by throwing a tortilla 90 feet. Phil? Which one of these makes you sweat? <laughs> Wait a minute. I have questions about the tortilla toss. Did he throw it like a Frisbee? He or did, did he ball it up and throw it like a... Uh, nope. Okay. Threw it like so a Frisbee. 90 a floppy feet. tortilla flying home to first. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, so which of I these... can't throw uh, from home to first with a baseball. <laughs> yeah, right. With, a, with, with a solid sphere. <laughs> the solid sphere is not making it that far, let alone the floppy tortilla. But which of these should I be worried about the most? The person who deadlifted nearly 300 pounds with one finger, that's terrifying. Like, imagine if he used the other nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Tom. Yeah. What's making you worry about the Brits? Well, I'm pretty sure our uh, our missile systems can take down a tortilla and that woman in a plane. So I'm more afraid of the guy that's lifting uh, with one finger. The woman didn't fly across the Atlantic. She rode. She rode, rode. She rode like a kayak across the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, which is well, then she's, def she's definitely because like the fly across the thing happened like 150 years ago or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Hart comes to mind. Yeah, I think I've heard of her. Yeah, oh, I thought she flew. I think she was American <laughs> yeah, too. I thought, uh, yeah, uh, who knows? Well, then a torpedo would easily take that out. Uh, that yeah, she's not scaring me. The the guy with the one finger, I don't know. Is it is he only able to do it with that one finger? Because he only has one that finger. finger, right? Maybe he oh, only he has one finger. Fingers, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, he does have all of them. Oh. I, I want to. I don't understand how I this thought. was done. I, I want video. I want to see a video of this. Oh, it's, a, up. it's out know, there. I'm, I'm going to look it's out up. there. I'm most worried about the tortilla guy. The tortilla guy bothers you the most. Yeah, <laughs> man. If you can throw a tortilla 90 feet, what else can he throw? That's scary stuff. I'm worried about Soft the tortilla taco, guy. Probably, maybe. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hard taco. What if he gets hard, a bunch hard of those? Taco. Yeah. Enchilada. Yeah. <laughs> how far does the chalupa go? It's got a crunchy <laughs> shell. <laughs> throw a chalupa 75 yards. <laughs> From one knee. <laughs> yeah. The Browns will draft you. Yeah. They might need you. No, the Raiders, knows? the Raiders will. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what Jamarcus Russell did? Yeah, oh, I threw exactly. from one knee. Let's get this guy. Oh, that could yeah. be our defense against the Brits. Yeah. Get Jamarcus out here. We got it. We got it. <laughs> yeah. 
Jamarcus will take that chick right off the, uh, the canoe. <laughs> All right. As, as Phil mentioned a while back, Def Leppard released a new album a couple of weeks ago. What is the best Def Leppard song ever? Pour Some Sugar On Me or Pour Some Sugar On Me? <laughs> Love Bites. Yeah. yeah. All right. I agree with that 100%. <laughs> Love Bites. Uh, and we, that's a good segue to our podcast, Berkey. That's right. <laughs> What was this supposed to be called again? Love is a waste of time. No, <laughs> something like that. Love, love no, don't love, matter. Uh, love, love don't matter. matter. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I still think it's pour some sugar on me, but I would have also accepted <laughs> hysteria, animal, or love bites, but nothing off of Def Leppard's latest album. But fellas, <laughs> we are out of time on a Saturday night. I am out of questions for now. And we just did the whole show without mentioning that Tom Brady promoted his new underwear line this week with a video standing in his bathroom in front of the exact same sink that's in my bathroom. With that news, <laughs> wow. that the only things that separate Tom Brady and me are height and age of underwear. I hope you guys have a great week. And let's get together and do this again real soon. Absolutely. Sounds good. <laughs> lost burke we did like he was just gone like the end of the soprano series <laughs> yeah boy what's gonna happen now whoa Fuck. wheels coming off right at the end <laughs> burke the energy's gone what happened it's I as if he'll come back in yeah i would definitely not stop recording so he could probably no. hit the link again that hmm. happened fast Real fast, yeah. What's going on over here? I got a, I got a one. Oh, he's back. Not sure what happened there. Yeah, that escalated quickly. It did. <laughs> so it was just me. Yeah, it was just you. It was yeah. just a me thing. Yeah. <laughs> is your thing is my turn? Is your thing uploading? I remember the question. Do you see your thing uploading? Uploading twenty nine percent. Okay, so it is uploading right. thirty three. So there's probably going to be a gap, up. and I'll just have to. Move it around. That's all right. Um, it's been a good weekend oh, already. I'm sorry. It's, it's not the Zap versus the Ape. It's the Zappers versus the Board Ape Football Club right now in the fan controlled league. Okay. Um, what's watching, the, what channel is this on? You guys know that I'm on Hulu. NHL somewhere. playoff game is on, right? Like you know, I understand. I actually do. I, I have that on my football. I have that on my phone right over here. It's, I'm it's sitting zero, at my desk. zero halfway through the second period. And, there is know. like a weird ass pirate is like what? DJing the fan controlled game. What are you watching fan controlled football on? It's on a hoot somewhere on Hulu. Really? So I was wondering. Is huh. Manziel actually playing? I don't know if he's in this game or not. I haven't seen him. I don't even this know if he's some for sort his of team. like it's some they, sort I of NBC affiliate. Oh, okay. Well, they on, use two quarterbacks. Here. Yeah, I think I think I read that at some point. Like he's what they like run plays in. Yeah, well, and he's like their, I don't know what mobile quarterback. Sure. Whatever. Yeah, it's something. Whatever he wants to think. <laughs> Wait a minute! It's the People's Championship. Did you say that? <laughs> no, no. Is this the, the fan controlled like football the title is, game? It says the People's Championship. Johnny Menzel led the Zappers to the championship game, and now the team will put its high flying offense to the test. 
The bored apes have played hard-hitting football all season and have their own dreams of glory. Oh, is this is this bored ape? Is this the guy DJing? I don't know. But Johnny Manziel is the quarterback of the Zappers, and this is the People's Championship. Maybe they have multiple championships, like the People's title. The people's Championship people's and then, yeah. like, the league title. Yeah. 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 Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow, I'm going back to hockey. I've seen enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, I haven't even gotten to see him. Like, I'm watching him DJ. I'm not even watching, yeah, like, too. the game right now. <laughs> That's what I mean. I'm what like, channel did you go to here? Um, it, like Herb said, it's a, it's an NBC. I don't even know what this something. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> NBC. Now that, now the ape is LX, on top so of is it like, it's like, it's like the live towards NBC LX. So it's, what is, what is that? 60 <laughs> NBC 60 <laughs> me and my Roman yeah. numerals. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember the first, uh, the other 58 or 57. I know of NBC sports and NBC. Well, How'd they get the 60? They needed some place to put the fan controlled league. This is yeah. this is the second like we're not game. so much. They're so like, much we're, not wasting, down the list. we're not wasting three through fifty-nine for this. Yeah. Let's go to sixty. Yeah. We'll just jump to sixty, go, put it go on. Right past the Ocho, and we're going to sixty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you guys hear the siren that just went? This one? No. No? no? Okay. Hear. Well, anyway. Cops are rolling down my street. <laughs> we saw it out of the bullpen. Michael Irvin is calling plays at the fan control football game right now. Somebody's showing him how to use the app. He's like, what? It's like an old man trying to figure out how to use like a, an iPad at his at his table at dinner. This is awesome. So he's calling the next play? I think so. Anyway. Oh, look at that. He just figured it out. <laughs> he's all excited now. Nice. Oh, no, he doesn't. Actually, Tammy just walked up here because there are sirens going off like all over the place. There's apparently a large fire in our town right now. Oh, no. Are you are you part of the uh, part of the fire department? You're not. A, is there a is there a parade happening right now? Burke, what is that glass? Oh, Carlos Dansby. Look at that. Yes. <laughs> Why do you have a Carlos Dansby glass? What are you talking about? This dude's gonna have a huge year this year. <laughs> okay. Um, they had. Where'd it, you it get was, it? Uh, it was Papa John's that that year. They had this one. I also have. Um, oh God! Why am I drawing a blank on the safety for the Ohio State safety that we Felix that Wright year. Whitner oh. Whitner. Oh, hard hitting Dante uh, Whitner. Yeah, yeah. So we got Dansby Whitner, and I think there was one other one, but uh, obviously all guys that uh, are no longer with us. Yeah, these are these are pretty old nice. gerber's on the miller light can this year oh that's that? awesome i was gonna say it looks like you actually <laughs> kind of look like you yeah. all right so we're, burke were you done he was yeah okay was i done you what off. you you gave the, your mom thing yeah 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 yeah, yeah you had around. already gone on and started talking about michael irvin <laughs> right I was done. Sure. It wasn't just a pause. How, you were actually how did we done. give a mound gem to Michael Irvin? What just happened? <laughs> yeah, he's calling plays. Yeah, he called amazing play. <laughs> All right, well. I've been age of underwear. Age of underwear. Yeah, that's I, what I, I, I wrote that on like on like Tuesday, and I've been like I've been so eager. To use that joke, I, th I think that's the best closing joke I've had yet on the show. <laughs> I like that he said he was going to reenact the pictures of the guys wearing them if they he got like enough 
likes or whatever on oh, i didn't even see that and then he was reaching out to elon musk saying how do you get to how do you remove likes from <laughs> from twitter because people were going nuts about it and they want to reenact it he doesn't want to do it what was he going to reenact there was two pictures there's two dudes that were models modeling the underwear that oh, okay six pack abs you know they look ridiculous yeah so uh he was like i'll reenact this if i can get 175,000 likes i had some some number i can't remember what it was and so as he started to get likes then he, he's like at elon musk can you how do you <laughs> likes elon musk is like i don't own this company yet I, yeah yeah this offseason seems to be uh he, he's tom brady's having more fun i don't think he's gonna play next year i, I think that's like <laughs> the next bombshell like that he's just not gonna yeah. play He's like, this uh, underwear thing's way too good. I think I'm, he I'm I think he spent a month at home and was like, this sucks. Playing yeah. football's way better than this. Yeah. I'm going to do that. I know you're hot, but I just want to see you You know, every once in a while. I think his family kicked him out because he's probably a douchebag. <laughs> like, yeah. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. <laughs> probably, like, probably a he's psycho. the one that sucks. He's probably yeah. a psycho. Uh, absolutely, right? Absolutely, right? Yeah. Stop waking us up at four in the morning to drink that green slush. <laughs> yeah, right. Do yeah. that. Yeah. No, I'm not running rounds. <laughs> yeah. I'm eight. Yeah. <laughs> you throw too hard, Dad. Yeah, Dad. My hands still hurt. <laughs> my hands are tiny. What do you mean I'm funny? Funny like a clown? You didn't use you?